Blobbity Bloop, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Nate Hawley, and with me is Will... Will... Will who? Will Skywalker. Ah! Yes, folks, we've been away for a while, we know. Um, we just haven't found the time to record a podcast, and there's just been so much going on, and it's hard to figure out just what to narrow in and talk about. Uh, but today we're finally going to be talking about The Rise of Skywalker. It's been out for over a month now. Um, yeah, I've seen it five times. Will has seen it twice. Twice. Um, and we're going to go right in, full spoilers. Uh, I'm not going to edit this, really. Uh, we're just going to have an unfiltered conversation uh, about it. Um, on the one hand, I, I'm sad that we waited this long to record it because we were both so excited when coming out of the theater the first time, and I would have loved to have captured that. But I'm also glad we've waited this long because we've both kind of gone on a journey with this movie, <laughs> and uh, the feelings are a little complicated, but ultimately positive. And uh, we'll talk about the good, we'll talk about the bad, um, and the in-between, and uh, yeah, we'll go right into it. But first... We're actually not going to go into our first segment of Bustin' with Happiness. We're actually, we got some news to break this week. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know we're not like most Star Wars podcasts that I listen to anyway, that typically start off with a news segment. We just figure everyone else does them. If you're paying attention to Star Wars fandom, you probably know all this stuff. <clears throat> but every now and then there's a big story that uh, we'll just want to draw attention to. And uh, this week we saw the release of the trailer for The Clone Wars Season 7 and an official release date. Episodes for The Clone Wars will start dropping weekly on Disney Plus starting February 21st. Just in time for my birthday. Yeah. So, Will, what are your thoughts? What Did you watch the trailer? Yes, what, I did. Uh, what did you think? What, uh, what are your thoughts going in? Wow. Um, that was literally my reaction at the <laughs> end of it. Uh, I, I love the idea of them kind of reaching revenge of the sith and going into it yeah running parallel to it i should say um and i mean yeah i was kind of expecting that myself due to the fact that siege of man mandalore is so close and they're they're really putting a heavy emphasis on that being a big part of it and really as nate and i discussed earlier through text when it first came out that is the end of the clone wars is revenge of the sith um so, I'm all here for it. I'm so excited to see Maul come back again and see the amazing battle that they've cooked up Yeah. Um, with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it almost kind of makes me wish that the show had actually started during Attack of the Clones, too, so that right? we could have had that bleed over. <laughs> uh, but no, it's cool. I'm, I'm really excited for, yeah, all the Ahsoka stuff we're going to be getting. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Uh, uh, the guys on Force Center uh, brought this up, and, and I agree. I think that this season will really cement the idea that Ahsoka is the main character of the series. Like, it is an anthology right, yeah. series, but Ahsoka's story is kind of the overall through line. Um, Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi-Wan are basically the, the main characters of the show. And, man, if it's bleeding over with Revenge of the Sith, seeing... Dang, seeing how Ahsoka's gonna react to learning that Anakin fell to the dark side. Like, I mean, we see in Rebels, she learns of Vader, right. but 
I don't I don't know. I haven't read Ahsoka, so I don't know what the um, timeline there is for her. And then we will not have any Ahsoka spoilers for yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is I was gonna read Ahsoka, but then once they announced season seven, I was like, I'm gonna wait until. Um, after the series, because I know they they touch on the Siege of Mandalore yep. in the Ahsoka novel, and uh, yeah, I'd kind of like to save that so I can actually have the visual um, depiction of it in my head. Uh, but yeah, I'm super pumped. This show, I mean, we talked about it on, on the podcast. We had a whole episode about the cartoons, and um, hopefully we'll do a whole episode about the Clone Wars uh, just dedicated to that, because this show is so meaningful to me. I mean... The, the movie came out on the weekend of my 12th birthday, and it's coming back as I'm turning 24, mm-hmm. so I have now doubled my life uh, <laughs> since I became a, f- a fan of the show, and man, I, I'm just, I'm so ready for it to, and, and in a way, this almost feels like the, the quote-unquote real end to the Skywalker saga, because it's Fair. it's Anakin's story, yeah. that th- this piece of Anakin's story that we're that we haven't got until now. It's right. not been complete. It's George's story. Like, people forget that. That uh, I mean, though George isn't involved with this season, The Clone Wars is the last thing that George Lucas worked on, the last Star Wars story that he wrote. Um, so we're finally going to see the end to that story. Um, but yeah, so super pumped about that. But uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into our first segment, Bustin' with Happiness. Jar Jar? Lisa Boston with happiness. All right, folks, this is the part of the uh, show where we dive into what has made us happy in the world of Star Wars as of late. Um, so, Nate, uh, what recently has happened in Star Wars that has made you happy, aside from Clone Wars? Yeah, 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 I know. I, I'm uh, <laughs> taking Clone Wars off the table. Um, but I've been catching up with Resistance. Uh, I'm all caught up. The show ends next week. Uh or this weekend, rather, just a couple days. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, and it ends on Sunday. Sunday. I mean, it's uh, pretty short-lived, but it, it's good. And the, the show's yeah, yeah. Um, been doing some really great and interesting theme, uh, things this season, and I'm excited to see how it all ties up. Um, yeah, I'd say that's that's probably what I've been enjoying in Star Wars is, is Resistance these past few weeks. Um uh, yeah. How about you, Will? Um, well, I wanted to interject in that and say um, that I'm probably going to try and catch up with that over the weekend cool. leading up to it. Um, I haven't watched any of this season, but um, I'll probably be able to do a mad dash and binge it. Um, but for me, uh, recently, I've been starting my rewatch of all the movies, so the Skywalker oh, saga great. specifically. Hopefully I can end it with another viewing of the rise of skywalker and just knowing everything that happens in the story and you know some other things in in some of the side stories now different stuff just pops out at me now yeah and just that that just alone uh really makes it a much different experience than i've had in the past um because I'm having these different thoughts on my mind as I watch them. I'm currently in the middle of uh, Attack of the Clones because mostly I'm watching it at lunch during work. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, and I get half an hour. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, I'm excited to revisit the movies now, knowing the the whole story as it were. Um, but uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, oh, another happy thing uh, that I've been enjoying. Uh, I've been rewatching the Clone Wars leading up to mm-hmm. season seven, and that's been great. Uh, some of those early episodes are a little silly, but some of them already go really dark, and it that show. Man, I, I keep telling you guys, if if you think it's just for kids, it's not. Give it a shot, because they go to some pretty intense places. It is a war show. Right. And, uh, man, I love it so much. Uh, but uh, with that, we're going to dive right into our main segment today, which is uh, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, full spoilers. Finn, let me learn you something big. So, um... I've seen the film five times now. Will, you've seen it twice. Uh, we've had about a month, over a little over a month to process it. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of processing. <laughs> um, the fan conversation online has been interesting. Um, man, I you know, people talk about the divisiveness of The Last Jedi or whatever, and I think that was largely blown up. Uh, because at least on my timeline on Twitter, I have not seen as much <laughs> divisiveness for just about any movie ever. Right. Yeah. Um, it's been intense, and yeah, there's a lot to process. There's a lot I love about this movie. Um, there's some things I still don't agree with, but I accept because there's Star Wars now. That's that's the, the story. Um, there's some behind-the-scenes things that I have some issues with that, you know, maybe we could have gotten a different story. Uh, maybe they changed some things pretty last-minute uh we don't know some a lot of that's still coming out now i mean even just today i don't know if you've been on twitter but there's been concept art for colin trevorrow's movie yeah which has been coming out which regardless of if you think that movie would have been better the concept art is really cool it is <laughs> it's some really good stuff. um see i don't know if i would have liked it more i i don't think i would have um overall um Especially one of those images uh, saw a character in a position that I really just don't didn't want to see on screen. Um, you didn't say. Oh it. well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're doing spoilers. full spoilers. spoilers. There's one of R two and C three PO, and R two has a big hole. Oh in his yeah, head. yeah. And I literally was like, no, that alone makes me uh, not <laughs> want to see it. R two is one of my absolute favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, so. Same with my wife. That is her actual favorite character. <laughs> she always says that she's not a Star Wars fan. She's an R2-D2 fan. <laughs> um, and it's just like, that's... I don't think that would have been a moment that I ever would want to see on screen. Interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, some some really interesting stuff uh, there. But we're not here to talk about the movie that could have happened. We're <laughs> here to talk about the movie that is uh, The Rise of Skywalker and... Yeah, so Will, why don't you um, tell us how you felt coming out, um, what your process has been in processing <laughs> your thoughts, and kind of where you're at with the movie now. Um, well, I'm I'm personally glad we we waited. Um, I feel we waited too long to talk, but 
things happen in life. Yeah. Um, because I wanted the high to kind of die down yeah. so I could actually think reasonably about it. Um, that's just who I am. Excuse me. Um, when I got out of it, I was in tears because of just, you know, the way it ended with, with Ben dying, with Ray going off on her own, and it, just the, the nice touching tribute to uh, Luke and Leia at the end. Mm. And I, I was a wreck through a lot of it just because it, it's the final movie. Yeah. And so my emotions were already just <laughs> sensitive, I guess you could say. Just the, the little bit touch in each direction got me, you know, I my jaw was on the floor often throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was still in that moment um, of just pure elation from the movie, I guess you could say. Which slowly over two weeks kind of died down Mm -hmm. and then i started to think about it critically and we you know discovered things that we didn't really want to (laughs) hear about um which i mean honestly we don't have true answers for a lot of them right and so i'm just going to try to take it all in good faith right now and uh just go back to that moment of at the end of the movie when i walked out and i was like that was fun Mm mm-hmm uh, overall, yeah, that was fun. It was a fun ride. Um, I think it's overall a good movie. Again, yes, some choices I think I would definitely have been made different, but I didn't make the movie, yeah. so what do I know? Right. Yeah, uh, mine's been similar. Uh, I came out of the movie loving it, like hardcore loving mm-hmm. it. It was like in my top five. Um and then I, so I saw it four times. I saw it every day, opening weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I, I loved it that whole weekend. But yeah, then I start, then it started to sit with me. And I don't know what it was, if it was just the fan conversation or if it was the choices that I do still disagree with. Right. But I, maybe I just focused on them too much, but I ended up within a couple weeks really not liking this movie um, and feeling like <laughs> kind of hurt by it. And yeah, it, it, it was, it was a bit of a dark time <laughs> for me, but then I don't know what it was. I just kind of had like a moment of clarity where I was like, you know, Star Wars is Star Wars, and it's going to be what it is, whether I like it or not. There is so much in it that I love. There's so much in this movie that I love that I can just focus on the positive and, like, much of my life, I mean, actually not that much, but <laughs> a part of my life was dedicated to hating on the prequels and the yeah, special editions, fair. and I've just, I've... I'm just tired of hating Star Wars and I'm just going to choose to love it. And so I went in um, a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago and watched it again. And it was actually the most emotional for me. I still have problems with, with the movie, but that, that screening, that fifth screening was actually, I cried the most uh, (laughs) during that. I mean, when, 
uh, when Leia dies. Oh my god. That, that whole saber fight is really emotional. It's really good. Um, and then <laughs> just dad. <laughs> Gosh. Lost it. Uh, I, I broke down, uh, this last screening watching that. Um, but yeah, so I, I've kind of come full circle on it. Uh, I, uh, made a post about this the other day of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of representative of my journey with Star Wars as a whole that, um, I loved it initially. I loved it all initially. Uh, then I found things to really hate about it. Right. And uh, now I'm just trying to accept the things I love. And so overall, I'm positive on it. It still ranks pretty low for me, uh, but I like all the movies. Um, it's I think it's sitting at like number eight or nine for me right now, um, which, you know, it's episode nine. So fitting, <laughs> I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know it. It's it's just fun. You know, you said it's it is a fun ride. This movie moves, man. Like I thought, The Force Awakens moved fast, but holy right. heck, <laughs> this movie like barely stops. Yeah, you barely get a chance <laughs> to breathe in it. And and um, you know, I I I liked what you said about how you felt about the prequels, and then what you know that kind of led you to reaccepting this movie and then loving it again. Or at least liking it. Yeah. And um, that's kind of the same journey I had, um, but probably about a week before you. Uh, <laughs> and so I just kind of like let you catch up yeah. um, <laughs> to where I, I actually had that straight up thought to where I said, you know, this is kind of a faster version of what happened with the prequels Yeah. for me. And I was like, and now I love those and I take them for what they are and I you know, attach them to the whole story yeah. instead of separate. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah, there's moments I truly love. So why don't we go through and just talk about some of our favorite things from okay. the movie. Um, I love the opening. Um, yes. I think as much as I'm, I'm still uncertain about the necessity of Palpatine to the story, when he's in it, he is oh great. As, as, again, as much as I, I don't, I'm not entirely sold. He needed to be there, but when he's there, he friggin' shows yeah. up, and it's so just the my boy. Yeah, I have been every voice. Oh man, it is so good. <laughs> like yeah, Kylo Ren, uh, just opening on Mustafar, uh, which I would have liked some more clarity in the movie that that was actually Mustafar. Fair, um, but. That opening scene of him uh, cutting down all those dudes and uh, then getting the Wayfinder, going to Exegol, and then, yeah, he goes and meets Palpatine, and man, oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> it, it, it just, it it takes Palpatine from this kind of little bit creepy to, holy crap, He's that terrifying. guy is terrifying in this movie. I, I, met, I heard of so many people being like, this will be my first one to take my you know, five-year-old kid too. Yeah. And I was like, wait, <laughs> before you do this. Yeah. Yeah. All the Palpatine stuff is proper terrifying. Yeah. Um, um, I, I would say this is one of the most terrifying Star Wars films, probably yeah. the most terrifying Star Wars film just with him alone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I just love all of Ian McDermott's line deliveries. Oh, so uh, 
I love it. It's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you I'll first. Kill you first. I have died before. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. And then he quotes himself from Revenge of the Sith. And yes. Yeah, it, uh, it, it works so well. Uh, I love the humor. Um, it's, it's really funny. The humor's really good, yeah. Um, I love... I wish we could have gotten more of it, but I love especially that opening sequence with uh, Poe and Ray. I love yeah, their yeah. dynamic. I You're wish difficult. we had... <laughs> You're difficult. You're a difficult man. <laughs> um, I wish we would have gotten more of it in the movie, uh, but that was really fun to see because obviously yeah, I, we haven't seen their dynamic at yeah, all. I, I was actually really pleased with the dynamic between the two of them. Um, I feel like... Uh, Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley actually have quite a bit of chemistry, even if it's just, you know, you know, two people just working together. Right. I feel like they act off of each other really well. Yeah. And it, it kind of makes me a little bit sad that we don't see them more through the whole trilogy. Sure. But, but I was very pleased with that part. Yeah. Um, I love what this movie does for Finn. Yes. Everything with Finn's arc is perfect for me. Um, I love him being, like, the center of that friendship. Uh, because it makes sense. Because he was really close with Poe, and then he's really close, close with Rey. Yeah. Um, and so he's kind of the the center of that relationship. The yeah, the, the media. is like, hands, hands. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and then all, all of the stuff with John Boyega is really good. I love the... Uh, when Poe's like, I need you in command with me. And he's like, uh, thank, thank you, General. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really great. Um, 3PO. I, Man. Honestly, I think that his arc in this movie was by far my favorite part it's of this so good. whole movie. Um, they talked it up. and Anthony Daniels definitely talked it up. And yeah. I... From the trailers alone, I was already saying, yeah, this might be his best performance. Yeah. And then the movie itself, he got me crying the most. Yeah. And and laughing the most, too, possibly. <laughs> Especially with his little awkward with the hands, you know. Oh, I'll join this, too. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and just, like, they, they made him mean so much more in this movie alone. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I love everything they did with his character. And they totally fooled me with um, all the marketing of him with Chewie's bowcaster. I thought oh, he was yeah. actually going to use it. Like, <laughs> right. you know, because we saw the shot of him with the red eyes. I was like, oh, man, 3PO's going to go hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, uh, my, my Apple Watch uh, screen for the longest time. Uh, but, um, no, I love what they did. And, yeah, when he forgets everything, the humor of that is <laughs> so good. Oh, Babu Frick, he's, he's one, one of my, my oldest friends. friends. Uh, man, Babu Frick is all of our oldest oh, friends. Yes. Uh, there we go. Something I love about this movie. Babu Frick. Holy <laughs> cow. Uh, what a character. I, I love Babu Frick. Um, fun fact, voiced by the same actress who played Moni Myrtle in Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, that was neat fun yeah. to find hey! out. Hey! <laughs> uh, it's so ready. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love a lot of the visuals oh in, in the film. I thought they took more visual risks with this one than The Force Awakens. It is still very blue. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan Mendel really likes that bluish, tealish oh, yeah. uh, lighting. But um, a lot of it works. Um, there, you know, the stuff on Exegol 
after a while it gets a little it feels like a little much but at least opening and several moments throughout it really works um i love just how lush and green the uh what is it called agin Kloss, i think is the name of the planet they're on um uh, of the rebel base uh yeah also yeah opening on ray floating with the rocks floating in the x formation (laughs) and Man, that was really that cool. That was cool. I, you know, I saw some comments online about that to where they were like, you know, it, it looks really fake. And I'm like, I mean, see, well, the take th- yourself out of that. Well, That's, yeah, that was that, my thing. But I, I didn't feel it looked more it, fake in a way that it felt like it was more real. Like, I yeah. felt like it, those were props. Like, yeah. obviously it was CGI and you know, whatever, but it felt like she was on a string and like it, it, I don't know. It felt more star Wars. It felt like old school. And I liked it. Yes, exactly. Um, and then, um, her running the course was really nice. Uh, speaking of which Jedi master Leia, right? Oh, that blew me away. Holy heck, man. That first time watching it when she says, yes, master, I was like, man, my heart, uh, (laughs) Yeah, just seeing her holding the lightsaber, uh, yep. training Rey, uh, man, that was really cool. A- again, a- another positive thing, just how they handled Carrie Fisher, um, I think it was done really well. I think yes. there are moments, on repeat viewings, there are moments you can tell it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, but again, what else could they have done? Right. I, I really appreciate... Um, all the things they did. I love the way, I mean, yes, she dies. At the, I didn't think she was going to die, um, but... The, oh, I called it. <laughs> um, I, I called it. <laughs> uh, the way she goes out, you know, sacrificing her life to yes. save her son and save the galaxy because that act then, yeah. you know... Um, uh, well, like the Emperor says, it, the Princess of Alderaan has altered my plans or something right. like that. Um... um. I think he said delayed. Yeah. But it, that's just his hubris right there. Right, yeah. Um, and it, it just... She just... Uh, and just the reveal that Luke did train her. Yeah, did that was Did actually cool. train her, and she went through the whole thing and had that vision. <laughs> just, I'm like, ah, that is so Leia. It yeah. really is, though, because, like, she would she would see that, and she would go... Oh, this isn't mine to wield. Yeah. Um, and did you see it? It was her daughter who yep. played her in yep, that Billy, flashback. Billy, Billy Lord. Uh, Billy Lord um, played her, and then they obviously, you know, mocapped uh, young Leia's face onto her. Um, and I thought that worked well. I thought it looked better than uh, when they did in Rogue One. Right. Um, true. I thought Luke looked better than Leia, but um, yeah. Um, again, that was a really cool sequence to see. And yeah, just having Leia have a lightsaber. And it was so elegant and pretty and like, right, it was yeah. really cool. Um, let's see any other big positive moments before we maybe get into some things that we're not quite as sure about. Um, the ships. I do love, <laughs> love, love my ships. 14,000 yeah. ships, Will Heckman. <laughs> I... Um, my wife today actually just said, you know, I think your, your, your arm for stat for star Wars needs to just be ships. <laughs> um, and I, I think she might be right. I'll mix in a few characters here and there. Um, but 
Um, you'd have for, open cockpit. Yeah, open so cockpit a few, a few in the cockpit. Yeah. So we're talking about tattoos. I don't yeah. know if I got that across. Um, but uh, you know, I I'm big into the rebel ships. So the the B wing, the Y wing, the X wing, obviously. Um, so seeing a lot of those come back was really nice. Uh, the ghost, obviously, we knew was coming, and the uh, fireballs and the fire- in there too. Yep. I did briefly catch that, um, though I didn't in the theater. I caught it later on. Yeah. Um, and just these, a lot of these throwbacks, obviously, were, were really nice, too. Um, oh, that's another visual I really liked. During the space battle, I thought the space battle was fine. I mean, yeah. it wasn't as amazing as any other space battle. But during the space battle, when Palpatine shoots lightning up oh, into the word. sky... <laughs> Holy heck, that, that was, was so cool. <laughs> Man, when he's just like, Fear not, my faithful. It is not over yet. And he just blasts the sky and electrocutes every rebel ship. Yeah. Oh, spe- Also, when they all show up and and uh, Pride is like... Oh, I love how his name is Pride. Yeah. Too. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, Pride's like, Where did these come from? They have no navy. And it's like, it's not a navy, no, it's, sir. It's just it's people. People. I, I love that. It's like yeah. the, the the whole galaxy rising up. Y- you are getting taken down by civilians. Yeah. And, you know, and that's part of the thing about Star Wars the whole time is that the Rebellion isn't a Navy. It's, it. I mean, it is in terms, but it's civilians taking up arms to, you know, turn on this. And so it was a straight up, like, blatant, like, this is what this is happening. Yeah. yeah, it was an interesting reversal because, I mean, they touch on it throughout the movie of how up until now it's all been like a small force against right. this really big force, yeah. um, which has been great and that's, you know, been part of the, the theme. But then they took it to, well, the small guys are fighting for everyone and yeah. now everyone's standing up and joining the right. fight. And, it's... and there is more of us. And uh, I, that was really cool to kind of see that reversal because it's always been there's more of them, but we still win anyway. Yeah. Uh, this time there was more of us, and I, I kind of I, I like that uh, play on the theme there. Um, Billy D. Williams' return. Yeah. Um, he he did a fantastic job in his role. Just yeah. fell right back into. Wasn't in it as much as I yeah, thought. Yeah, I was be. expecting more. Um, but I thought he was good. I mean, like I don't. I don't know that I wanted more, especially since I learned there's a deleted scene where they kind of more so imply that Janice's his daughter. Right. Which I don't like. Although Matt Martin said not. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I saw that too. He was like, well, we didn't fully say he she was. Yeah. It, it's I guess just more of a... To him, he's like, I think he just sees his daughter in right. her. And, I mean, again, in the world of the movies, if you're just looking at the movies, he doesn't even have a daughter. Like, like right. if, if that's all you know, like, um, which is fine. Uh, yeah, he did great. Also, his introduction features one of my favorite moments of the movie, which is this little Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> the driver, he goes in and he's like, we need to get out of here. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> it's just this Muppet just going, okay, I don't know why. Just, I don't know where, yeah. I, I love it <laughs> so much. Uh. Um, other things I love... Oh, Hux being the spy. Yep. Uh, I liked, uh, him trying to subvert Kylo Ren and the fact that he didn't get to, like, live to... 
like, yeah, he did this quote-unquote good thing, but he's still a terrible person. And so he still got his comeuppance because Pride is a much better leader than he is. And he goes, yeah, bang. It's like, yeah, we found our spy. (laughs) You're obviously the spy. (laughs) Um, Cheyenne, my wife, uh, was (laughs) literally, when he says, I'm the spy, she leans over me and goes, Bill Weasley redemption arc. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, fair. And, um... And, and but it just it just that is actually uh, one of the things I I sometimes I look back and I I wish Hux had been more central and it wasn't yeah it wasn't Pride um, but when I do look back at it he got what was coming to him yeah honestly and uh, you know that that makes me settle on that one and I'm like okay that makes a little more sense now and and really even though he wasn't an established character already pride made more sense to be the one to take over the fleet uh for palpatine sure uh because he was from the the empire right um well he says old wars yeah so i'm assuming he served him oh, during yeah, the that's true. Man, what if we see him in season seven mm-hmm. as a young admiral that'd be interesting Maybe. probably not but could be could be interesting um yeah, I, I liked how Hux was used. I'm still of the opinion I think he should have been the main villain of the movie. Yep. But uh, with what we got, I think uh, it was really well done. Could, yep. You mentioned redemption arcs, though, and man, did we get a good one. Yep. And I loved how they didn't save it for the last minute. In the middle of yeah. the movie, central to the movie, is this big climactic battle, basically the water version of the lava fight from Revenge of the Sith. Ooh, yep. Um, on, uh, shoot, what is that name? Oh, Kef, Kef- Beer. Kef Beer. Yeah. Burr, whatever. I don't know. Um, the, another moon of Endor, basically. Um, and fighting on the Death Star remains. And that was so cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, Leia sacrifices her life, stops Ben, and then Ray stabs him and then mm. heals him. And then he's left alone with his thoughts. thoughts. Yep. And Harrison freaking Ford is in this movie. <laughs> Biggest surprise to me, honestly. People were like, oh, Harrison's going to be a ghost and this and that. I know. And I had heard that he was going right. to be in the movie. And I was like, and, there's and I was no, like, no way. No, not going to happen. And then, and then he's there. And then I like how they quickly... Uh, killed any thoughts that it's a force ghost right with saying you're just a part of my imagination or you know or you're just, you're a, just memory. a memory yeah your memory yeah memory. oh man that whole scene and yeah just the play on words from han's death and the yep. force awakens and reversing it's that great reversal of that whole scene and uh, the music in that that moment um i will say I, I don't want to talk down on John Williams because I think he still did a good job. Yeah. But good as opposed to great. Um, I, Fair. I think he did okay with this movie. Um, I I might call it his weakest Star Wars score. Um, I, I don't like using those words. Yeah. It, um, it's still good, but it's... Just compared to the rest of them, I... I, I I, I wasn't gasping at, yeah. at music but for a few for a lot of this. I mentioned the music because the music in that moment when he throws his lightsaber yeah. and makes that choice. Ah, uh, man, really good, uh, um, great stuff. I in the first viewing, I I 
actually was taken aback from in uh, that battle because they're they cut out. Yeah, so it, much of it is no just sound. Music, it's and no, it's no music. It it really threw me for a loop the first in my first viewing. Um, but, but so cool. It's kind of like the pod race in the Phantom Menace yeah. that way, like because they take out the music until the very end, uh, and it's just sound design, and yeah. it's so good. Like that moment where she pushes his lightsaber down mm-hmm. onto the wet metal, and it like screeches and boils, and it's oh, it's delightful. Yeah, and and so like, excuse me, I. It, it was it hit me more the second time because I was expecting it obviously, mm. um, and so that way it just I was able to enjoy that more. Um, and so like I don't know, just that whole scene and then Han's uh, entrance. I was in tears the whole yeah. time. And yeah. now I also, in my first viewing, had a guy making comments that were just like, oh, come on. What oh, are they doing? Man. Well, they're throwing everything away right now and <laughs> this and that. And maybe I enjoyed the movie more despite him, um, <laughs> especially in that moment. Sure. <laughs> because as soon as Han showed up, he was like, oh, come on. Oh, and man. How can you not like that? And I, li- I just went, what? What are you doing, dude? <laughs> this is it's Harrison is Ford in a great. Star Wars movie. Um, I thought we were done with that, <laughs> right? I thought we weren't getting any more. I thought he was done and would never return. And just like that was the the most emotional point Absolutely. point for me. In Same. The first I was especially this last viewing. I was bawling. Yeah. Um. The the whole time, man. Um, second time, second viewing, most emotional point was Chewie's scream. Yeah! Uh, really big moment there. Like, um, and yeah, I love that Jonas got, got some meaty emotion to, to play with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was really, uh, really tense. I love the moment with Poe, uh, next to her, um, her bed, uh, yeah. there, uh, after she's passed. And, it was very nice. And in, and yeah, he's like, I, I don't, I, I can't do this. And, and I love that of all the things, you know, we peep, there's been a lot of talk online that, um, JJ wasn't continuing what Ryan set up, yada, yada, whether or not you agree with that Poe's arc is absolutely a continuation of, uh, yes. where Ryan took it in the last Jedi. Agreed. And it is a completely natural conclusion to the story that Ryan, um, set up. Uh, for the last Jedi, and I really appreciated how he handled uh, the character of Poe Dameron in, yes. in that way. Um, yeah, no, this guy who, you know, is relu- the reluctant leader kind of thing, and just like doesn't know what he's doing with that. Mm-hmm. But he's a natural at it, and it, um, but I love that he immediately turns. Well, to the memory of Leia, and and then also to his best friend. Yeah. Like, dude, I need you to. Yeah, it, me. it's so cool. Um, yeah, I love. Uh, yeah, I love that just best buddies moment. And he's like, <laughs> "Man, I can't do this without you." He's like, "All right, man, I got it." They still should have been boyfriends, but <laughs> regardless, it was good. Um, 
Also, I really love Zori Bliss. Um, yeah. Like, she's not in it a lot, but I actually really liked that, like, char- uh, shady character from right. Poe's past who comes back. And I love the moment at the end when <laughs> he's she, like, gives him a nod of, like, yeah, good job, and then... He gives her a nod, and then he and then he's like, uh, uh-huh. maybe, hey, maybe, uh-huh. hey, and then just no. no. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh well. okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Carrie Russell, Russell did a fantastic job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at first when they announced her, I was taken aback. Um, but I've always loved Carrie Russell. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, she was one of my first celebrity crushes growing up. <laughs> um, and so uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know and you know i know some people had issues with with that edition of poe being a spice runner oh man I thought, um, it was cool. I thought it was great it was awesome i felt it added a little a little bit more depth to him just to really flesh yeah. him out and especially if you just watch the movies um you don't have a lot of that right uh we know from the comic books and stuff like he was the a child of two rebel heroes um and so i really liked knowing that that he had a a rebel streak right you know he 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 was like i'm 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 a legacy essentially (laughs) you know but i don't want that yeah i i want to break away from that and do this other thing where i can have a little fun and then that kind of plays into the theme of uh uh like well, Lord Santeca says it in The Force Awakens. He says, you cannot deny the truth that is your family. Yeah. Which it's... leads us to... Okay. We're going to go in now to, to some of the things we may not have liked as much. We're going to continue processing with you guys. Um, but I say that that quote leads into it because Ray Palpatine is a thing. Yep. <laughs> um... I mean, it, it, it's such a strange thing for me because it was the the journey we went on through these three movies with her, with her lineage, all right? So we meet her, and she's an orphan. She's been left there, and we all are thinking, well, obviously she's Luke's daughter or right. some, something along well, those lines. Well, and she says, she's like, uh, when BB-8 says he's classified, she's like, classified? Really? Me too. Big secret. <laughs> right. And... And so there was so much speculation there with, you know, who is she related to? She must be related to somebody already. Is it Obi-Wan? Is it Luke? Is it Han and Leia's unknown child? And right. I will say, coming out of The Force Awakens, before I saw The Last Jedi, I was on the Palpatine train. Yes. <laughs> when, when, the, uh, when the Palpatine theory first appeared uh, after Force Awakens, I, I feel like I did latch onto that one the most. Um... I don't know why. I don't know why I liked it so much. It's been mm-hmm. a few years before that. Um, at least it's been over two years since I thought of that. Um, because then the Last Jedi comes out, and we're told she's nobody. Yeah. And your parents are filthy junk traders. Sold you off for drinking money. And I just accepted that. Yeah. You know, I and it, I was never upset with it. I. I didn't think it was bad. I I grew to love that idea yeah. of her being not part of any lineage. Mm-hmm. And then this. <laughs> uh you you I I needed you to see the truth. You you 
you know, and just you are Palpatine's granddaughter. And what? What? <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, and I, I love the way <laughs> I love meaning I kind of hate um, <laughs> the way he says it when he goes, you are a Palpatine. <laughs> and then you have the big dun 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 right. face. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and like, it is one of the hardest things to get to get over in this movie. Um, but at the same time, I, I getting over this uh, was was really what kind of helped me propel back into the really liking this movie. Yeah, and. It, Part of that had to do with, in The Last Jedi, it's not Kylo who says they were nobody. Right. She did. Yeah. Because that's her memory of them. Yeah. Her memory is that sh- they are nobody. They yeah. are not important. They're nothing special. Because they chose to be. Right. My my issue comes in, though, because then Kylo further explains it and says they were filthy junk right. traders who sold you off for drinking money. And then in this movie, he says, I never lied to you. In um, his eyes, no. Right, I know. And again, I can get over it, and I have, and I right. accept it. Um, I think the Palpatine thing may... It might have landed for me more if her parents were actually still dirtbags. Yeah. Um, yeah. But okay. but they decided to make the oh no they're really good people who sold you to save you right and you know like maybe if uh, Palpatine's son had been the Star Wars equivalent of a squid <laughs> and you know he didn't have the Force powers yeah just and, some rejects and thing. so he he just squandered any inheritance he would have gotten from Palpatine and um yeah I guess that could have made sense yeah. I'm I'm really curious to to learn the story of uh, Palpatine's son. I think I read somewhere his name is Declan. Declan Palpatine. Okay, I think. Of, hmm. um, I know a Declan. That's, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I read that somewhere. That could be wrong. That might have been just a name someone I, assigned I, him. But. I know some people were like joking around calling him like Keith and <laughs> Dave Palpatine. Dave. <laughs> I love yes, Dave Palpatine. That's great. Um, and so like they, you know, um, yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of fun to get those, those adventures too. Like, did, did they ever run into Luke at a certain time? And did Palpatine know he had a kid like the whole time? Like, or was that something he learned after he somehow manifested himself after death? Like, maybe he didn't even know the whole time he was alive. Yeah. Or... I mean, I guess the question is, is how did the kid come to be? Yeah. Did Palpatine sleep with someone? Which is kind of very disgusting to think about. Or is he like a clone? Like, you know, is he, uh, obviously he's not an exact clone because he doesn't look like a young Ian McDiarmid. But is he something of that sort? Some sort of genetic, like maybe he was a test tube baby then. Right. Um, Palpatine grew to try to um, to do what he eventually right. asks to do with Rey, right. transfer his essence into her and all that. Um, <laughs> which, again, they stole directly from that Legends story, which I did not expect. Like, I did not expect the, like, 
multiple pal- I mean they didn't exactly do it but like the legend story of Palpatine cloned himself and then right. transferred his dark essence into his clones yeah. and just kind of between, what happened yeah. yeah no I guess because there's no way his body actually survived right <laughs> that um and so I guess that leads a, a little bit into uh just the handling of Palpatine in how he came back was one of my biggest hang-ups mm. and I the way I can explain it, how I would have probably loved it, um, is that if he had been some sort of specter or, you know, spirit haunting mm-hmm. uh, these... I wanted him to be possessing the yes, mask. <laughs> something like that, to where he... And then have him manifest in the same way he, you know, restored his body, pulling their life force. Right. Um... I, because you you had that there, you had the mechanic there of him using their life force to, you know, heal himself. Yeah, and I think that would have been really neat to see. And again, I've, you know, I've accepted it. Just be, you know, with the fact that not everything needs to be explained. Yeah, and you know that's the nature of a lot of these movies is there are always those things that don't get explained and I'm, I've always been okay with them not getting explained. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know that they needed to explain how he came back. Um, I think I just need, I don't know. Again, I've accepted it. I just still don't feel like he was necessary for the end of this story. Um, again, I would have preferred to see Hux be yeah. the main villain and see our force users come up against, like, pure, unbridled fascism yeah. rather than... I can see that, Just yeah. dark wizardry. Um, and it was fine. And it was cool. There was lots of cool stuff. I mean... Oh, yeah. And again, Ian McDiarmid was amazing. Hands, in the hands down one of the best performances overall yeah throughout the whole trilogy of trilogies yeah he gives some of the absolute best performances i i love his line deliveries at the end there too and he's like your master luke skywalker was saved by his father the only family you have here is me it's like (laughs) (laughs) or when he screams the jedi are dead Dead. Uh, um, it like sticks in my head like a yeah, song. I like, know. <laughs> and that's that's that that is one thing about uh, about him is so many of it's because of the way he delivers them. Mm-hmm. They his lines just stick always. Yeah. Uh, it's like he throws them out there and it's it's like a piece of cheese on a metal wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just it's just so he's so good and just. Yeah. The the best word I can say for his, um, his performances and it's an awkward word is juicy. <laughs> well, I mean, he was pumped full of weird weird Sith so, magic yeah. juice, I guess. <laughs> um, the the thought of him embodying all the Sith that was an interesting addition because I get I don't know personally I'm taking. I'm believing that he's lying. Okay. Because what we know right now, and again, they can change the rules. That's mm-hmm. fine. 
But as far as we know, the Sith cannot exist in the Force after death. Yeah. But but again, Palpatine can come back apparently. Right. Um. But I don't know how I uh, how I can rationalize the idea of every Sith Lord who ever lived right living inside of him. I I'm gonna have to put it with um. Uh, the, the just the idea of the fact that the Sith possess items and haunt items, and so you know maybe he drew all that in, and that's yeah. maybe what he was doing. These and maybe that's and, the secret of Darth Plagueis. Yeah, maybe he actually did learn the secret, as it were. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh. But however, I will say I really love the the opposite of that moment, which is Ray. Yeah. Um. Uh, having every Jedi who ever lived, you know, the a thousand generations live in you now. Yeah. Um, that rise moment of her rise. on the ground and all the Jedi talking, um, except Mace Windu because Mace Windu's terrible. Um, <laughs> I love I love Sam Jackson, but I hate Mace Windu. Um, that's wow. a story for another time. <laughs> that's something you haven't said to me before <laughs> um that's a story for another time but uh, uh particularly for me hearing qui-gon Jin say mm. uh ray every jedi who ever lived oh and then kanan kanan oh my gosh literally that that one made me pause in the in and the he theater. has like one of the most prominent lines yeah. in that uh, that's what shook me because, like, Ahsoka's in there, and, and that was awesome. Yeah. But she's just kind of throwaway yeah, with the rest you know, of them. But Kanan is, like, right plop. before Luke Skywalker says, the Force will, Ray, the Force will be with you always, right. is Kanan's line very clearly the, what is it, uh, in the heart of the Jedi, uh, she finds her strength, or, or something like that. And, yeah, he gets one of the clearest lines. Yeah. like, dang! Kanan For- represent! <laughs> Um, I love, the, yep, uh, and having Hayden Christensen, uh, yeah, doing, uh, Ray bring balance to the force as I did, mm-hmm. um, and just the visual of that, just as this is going on, the, the camera's just going through the battle and closer and closer and gets past it and into the stars. Into the stars, yeah, I like, um, I liked that, like, I still, I don't know, part of me still would have liked to see more force ghosts, but... I, I also really love the way that that was handled. Um, yeah. And just kind of that simple, this is a star, like you're looking up into the galaxy yeah. and that's where everything lives because, you know, the the forces throughout the galaxy, like it's part of everything. And so she's just looking out into everything and, um, and the galaxy is speaking back and it's speaking through the voices of the Jedi. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's a really powerful moment. Um, um, trying to think some other things maybe weren't, I don't like that Ben dies. <laughs> um, I get the argument and again, I, I said this argument, um, rationalizing it coming out the first few times of, uh, well, if he lived, then he would have been tried for war crimes and would have lived in a prison cell forever or been executed or whatever. Right. But these movies are fairy tales. Yeah. These are archetypal characters. Real justice is not necessary. Like, they're they're ideals, they're extremes to 
to communicate a deeper truth. Um, we don't need to apply real world Earth 2020 America logic to these movies. Right. Um, and I would have liked to see him live and be happy. But that's not what we got. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually going to have to say something that defends you a bit. Um, which is kind of strange for me because I, I have been one that has always resided on on the on the other side of it of him dying made sense um but like he who actually knew that he was kylo ren you know how much of the galaxy knew right that kylo ren was ben solo ben solo yeah you know i i feel like it could have actually been easy for him to disguise himself sure um especially because the entire first order seemed to be wiped out yeah um or you could have just put him in more of the movie and like after he gets redeemed have him actually start making amends yeah doing stuff like um um i do appreciate that the way he died he faded into the force he became one with the force i appreciate that have no idea why the heck he wasn't with luke and leia at the end yeah that was (laughs) a shocking moment for me i should have freaking been anakin on luke's side and ben on leia's side like what the heck literally luke and leia pop up and i'm like where are the rest of them yeah um because there are two other force using skywalkers here and hey i wouldn't care if you threw shmi in there man (laughs) i would have loved it actually You know, I, I actually, and I, I quickly was able to, um, uh, uh, get this out of my head, uh, thank you to, you know, the internet, um, but I, for a very brief second, uh, when the old lady shows up and asks Ray what she's doing there and all this, I, I was like, is that the same actress who played Shmi? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh and and then quickly was like no no <laughs> it's been a nice touch yeah but no <laughs> uh now that's a bit of a so this is some a bit of a controversial moment on at least on twitter uh that i actually want to talk about because i'm actually really positive on it um and that's her going back to tatooine yep and burying the sabers um now a lot of people feel i think some people make the strange assumption to me that she's just camping out there and right. living her the rest of her days there i, I don't think the movie think implies so that at all um but we see i love i love 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 the uh parallel to um the beginning of her story of her riding down the yeah, sand dune. it's that was so great. precious and just heartwarming i even through the times when i was unsure about this movie mm-hmm. i would th- look back to that scene and smile yeah. because i she was happy yeah you know and she was peaceful um but again it's that moment she's laying the sabers to rest really yeah. laying luke and leia to rest um and some may feel some do feel that tatooine is a symbol of like death and desolation and doesn't look at it as the skywalker ancestral home um 
rather, somewhere that the Skywalkers were trying to leave. And right. that is true to an extent. But you just look at myths. And again, this is where I think Campbell really helps us. Yep. Um, and uh, Arthurian legend, too. It's returning Excalibur to the, to the lake. Right. It's the hero... Going back to the ordinary world. The yeah. hero being the Skywalker, which we'll talk about in a, a second. Um, but the Skywalker going back to the ordinary world, forever changed, forever changing the wor- the special world around them. Right. Um, and uh, looking ahead to, to a brighter future. Um, I can't tell. Are the suns setting or are they rising? I, I can never tell which one I, it is. I think it's... I'm going to go with rising in my head just to, to go with the theme of the rise. The rise. Uh, Fair. Of Skywalker. Fair. But also, I think rising suns means hope. Luke looks out and sees the setting suns right. and that's yeah. desolation. Right. So to me, I I see them rising. I could be wrong. Um, and That's I, how I interpret it. I really think that the... the uh, that they are supposed to symbolize hope. Yeah, for a brighter future in this in this instance especially um because it is i i just i i haven't been able to get on on board with the dislike of of that whole scene yeah um at all i thought it was very beautiful um i i love uh, and so i'm i'm torn a bit on the ray skywalker thing i both love it and hate it yeah um, and so I, I don't like it because, um, I, the part of me that doesn't like it, I think I wish Ray was just her own person. Yeah. Um, and that goes with the Palpatine thing too. Um, and I, that I wish they had just stuck to, they were nobodies, but regardless, um, that's kind of where my dislike of, of that moment comes from but i do think the idea of choosing your own family is an incredibly relevant moment or relevant theme to the current moment the current what where we live in in america in 2020 yeah like whether it's uh just orphans finding family you know being adopted or queer people having to reject their family, like their family has rejected them. And so they have to find new family. Um, found family is a really relevant theme. And I love actually really love that star Wars decided to decided to, to go that route yeah. with it. Um, and Please. so she takes the Skywalker name, the Skywalker title and looks forward. Yeah, it was, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I think part of what helped me to quickly uh, accept it and not really, uh, really dislike it too much is the fact that I predicted that she would do that. <laughs> um, at the end, uh, I I figured she would either take on the name or somebody else had suggested create her own. That was a really popular theory that she'd uh, start a new order of Jedi and they'd be called Skywalkers. Skywalkers. Um, and. It, and so I, I was in those two schools um, that she would, you know, essentially take the Skywalker name and move it forward. Um, and then she lights her own 
yellow blade. That was really cool. Uh, Made out of the parts of her staff, yep, it looks yep, like. Yep. Um, and honestly, I'm I'm not sure I would have accepted any other design for her, her lightsaber yeah. other than taking her staff and turning it into one. Yeah. I still would have prefer her with a double blade but which we've seen in concept art for collins right <laughs> but um you know that's i'm obsessed with darth maul so that's yeah. why <laughs> i love the dual blade yeah uh yeah no it was really cool um also props to disney marketing for not releasing that as a toy like yeah they totally could have done that and and like toys spoil movies all the oh, time. I, I I can't wait for the replicas of that and Leia's lightsabers oh, man. coming out. Those will um, probably show up at Galaxy's Edge pretty yeah, soon because th- those have been coming out fast. Yeah, th- those come out pretty fast. Um, as well as the repaired Heroes Blade. Um, yeah, that'll be um, you can you can get that at Galaxy's Edge right now. Oh as, yeah, as well as uh, Ben Solo's uh, lightsaber. Like oh, his, his first pre- lightsaber nice. from the Last Jedi. I did not see, yeah. know that one. Um, all right, I think the topic we've been avoiding, uh, for a bit is Rose. Oof. Um. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think I just had to pull the band-aid on that one for you. Um. Yeah. We both are really upset with the handling of Rose. Um, (sighs) Kelly Marie Tran is fantastic and we we both stan her um <laughs> she's amazing and and rose is amazing and yeah i again she's one of my favorite parts of the last jedi and i because she's us like yeah man, she's a star wars fan in star wars and <laughs> i i love her so much and she was just shafted in this movie what and i i i'm really trying to avoid this word but i'm not doing a good job but i hate that they give her an in to the story and she rejects it finn says are you sure you're not coming rose and she goes nah leia told me to check out the specs of these star destroyers what (laughs) i and that's It's just so frustrating. And again, I love the character of Janna. She's really yeah. cool. Yeah. She didn't need to be there, and that screen time could have been given to Rose. Yeah. And I would have really loved to see... I know they shot a scene between Ray and Rose, and yep. they cut it from the movie, which, you know, scene, maybe, maybe that was the right choice for the movie they had. Regardless, I wanted to see... <laughs> We there's like no female friendship in Star Wars. No. Like I, I wanted to see two women be really good friends and yeah. have that palling relationship that she that Ray has with Finn and Poe in this movie. And ugh, like I just And I, she's a mechanic. Yeah. Like she would have been so helpful in the story. <laughs> yeah, especially like maybe the Falcon breaks. Well, the, the Falcon, Falcon does break. break. Yeah. And 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 then you then you bring in the uh, defectors and you do that and she's the one that figures out, "Oh yeah, we can use all these different parts for for this." Yeah. And and just like it was all there. Everything they could have used her for was there and they missed it. 
And I, I, I don't know why I want to believe that JJ and Chris were just ignorant of how to use her and they just couldn't figure it out for some reason. Yeah. But it feels like all the racists and the sexists who put out a bunch of negativity about Rose after The Last Jedi, it feels like Disney is capitulating to them to get buy their seats back. Yeah. And it feels like the racists won, and it feels gross. Ugh. <laughs> um... Obviously, this is our most heated point. <laughs> um, and we, we've we been trying to avoid talking about it on here because we want to be a place of positivity for this community. Um, and so it, it, it's hard for us because yeah. it, she was so positive for us. Um helping us to you know just be a part of the story like yeah. he said and just she is star wars positivity like and she's the one who tells finn he's a hero and like yeah. all this stuff like she's the one who says no this stuff matters and you are a hero and uh. and then just it feels like she gets shrugged off yeah and i it is, honestly, in my opinion, the biggest mistake they made. Um, Absolutely. Even, it, it just blows me away because J.J. praised Kelly Marie Tran. That That's what feels really weird about it, is he um, says, I'm grateful. At Celebration, he said, I'm grateful to Ryan for a lot of things, but the thing I'm most grateful for is casting Kelly Marie. Yeah. And I'm and like, what? What? <laughs> Especially after seeing this movie, it's like, so how? <laughs> um, and then, and then they go on to say, again, this is the backs, the behind the scenes stuff that we have seen pop up, and they've come out to say, well, we did shoot all these scenes with her and Leia, and we just couldn't make them work. Yeah. And if they put those in like a deleted scenes section on the home video and we get to see yeah that really didn't work then maybe we'll feel a little better about what about the end product but we're still gonna be upset that she wasn't really in the script much right also if all of her stuff was with leia they held back stuff with leia yeah what yeah that's that's <laughs> shocking um and and I, I get it. Things... It's like you have a limited number of scenes you can make work with her, right? And, and you cut them, like... and 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 see. And I feel like the story does track because they. I I feel like it. It took so long for us to really see more footage from this movie, and and I mean I don't know. It it. I just feel like the editing process seemed a little longer but maybe that's just me just perceiving time wrong um so it might have just been a really tough movie to edit yeah 
uh, in the end. And, and supposedly they reshot a lot. Um, yep. Which reshoots are part of a movie. We here do not freak out over reshoots, but there's significant evidence to suggest that it's possible Palpatine wasn't in the movie until the reshoots. Um, it may be possible, but I'm <laughs> at least for now choosing to not believe that. Yeah. Um, just because all the interviews I've seen, they said when, especially Chris Terrio saying when he came on board to write this, that, um, Kathleen had uh certain things she wanted to touch on and palpatine was one of the biggest things she okay. said um again that's that's just something that's out there um because it does get a little fishy like you never see the words palpatine or exegol come out of adam driver's mouth yeah like it's either off screen or he's in the helmet which um, also side note what the heck was with the helmet yeah it, <laughs> I, I would have liked a little more as to why the helmet. <laughs> I don't was, was care rebuilt. that he has it. I wish that he didn't, but I don't. It's really fine. cool. Um, but in all the interviews, JJ and Adam were like, "He has it for a specific thing. He has to go really do." Cool. What was what it? Was it? <laughs> where, where where was he going? Um, and um, you know, one thing we haven't talked about yet um, is. Finn being force sensitive. Yeah, I let's end on a happy note, yeah. man. I loved it. Yeah. I I felt it was it. It makes a lot of what he's already done make sense. Um, he he is able to hold off elite soldiers in the previous two movies. Sure. Um, once with a lightsaber, another time with you know other weapons. Mm -hmm. it, and it just like it especially him against phasma he was able to get the upper hand on her twice right the first order's most elite soldier sure you know the one who trains all the stormtroopers how is a janitor going to defeat her well i mean i don't need as much explanation for that that stuff can just happen for me but i will say one of the things i love retrospectively um is you look back at uh, primarily the force awakens but also the last jedi i think you can almost look at how quickly he forms friendships yeah similar to ezra's connection with okay. animals maybe yep. finn has a connection with people well like, i i, like I would say he would be similar to ahsoka then yeah because she she quickly connects to people too yeah and it just, you know, so yeah, no, totally. Oh, I didn't think of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and just, I, I just feel like some people are just like, no, that's not what happened. He's yeah. not force sensitive. But like in discussions with some of my cousins, honestly, they were like, now, Finn, at the end, was he trying to say that he, I mean, did they essentially say he's a Jedi? I'm like, I mean, not... Not necessarily Jedi yeah. yet, but he's definitely Force-sensitive. Yeah, now. absolutely. And um, I feel like, especially the way Force Awakens was going, they were leading that way. Yeah. And The Last Jedi, um, though not implicitly 
not specifically stated that he's Force-sensitive, but you can see it in there. Sure. And I just feel like the whole overall arc for Finn, you know, learning of the Force, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, then, I love when you compare it to his first movie when he's like, we can do it. We'll use the force. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not that's not how the force works. And now yeah. he's learning how the force yes, works. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's ex- you know, it's it's so it, it it's kind of just it's fun to see him go through all that. Yeah. The the all these points to where it was he he has no idea how the world works when in in Force Awakens and he learns how the world works in the Last Jedi. Yeah. And now he's the one, you know, Ex- who has accepted this and has decided it's time for him to do something with it yeah and then he can also explain it yeah and i think that is just yeah. i am so happy for john boyega i, I love honestly. everything to do with and it makes sense why john boyega is talking up this movie so much yeah. um because he really gets some really good stuff to do i i love everything with finn in this movie um, some people felt he was pining after Ray too much. It's like, no. No. Uh, he... <laughs> he was the emotional rock yeah. of the movie. Yes. And so he's trying to protect his friends, Ray and Poe. Yeah. It's... Um, and even I love, again, though I hate that she rejects it, I love that Finn gives Rosen in. Yeah. Like, um, he has this emotional uh, connection to these people. And yeah, I, I just, I love everything with... With Finn and Poe in this movie again, I wish they were boyfriends, but <laughs> I, I I love everything uh, with them in it. Part of me wonders if you know he he finally realizes he's force sensitive and accepts this and and you know works on it. Part of me wonders if once he realized that he's like I can't have a romantic relationship. Mm. Um, I don't know. At, at least not until... I don't know. That yeah. was just a brief thought I had. And it's not really deep thought. Sure. Um, and it just... I, I'm i I'm very happy for him. Yeah. You know, to have kind of this acceptance. And even if it's not truly, you know, like, I'm going to train to be a Jedi now. Um, it's... The Force is a part of my life yeah it is it is part of who i am yeah and just him accepting that yeah it was really cool um other quick just a couple quick things we love to to wrap this up on a on a happier note uh dio i love dio Dio is my precious son and i will protect him at all costs i i didn't expect him to like speak i thought he was just gonna be beeps and whistles but it was jj abrams decided (laughs) jj abrams is the voice thank you yeah no 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) He- he- hello. hello no 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 thank you yeah love um it. and such a polite little little <laughs> droid um uh another happy note on this one is my wife finally likes bb8 she has been viciously against him i, I called her a bb hater <laughs> um for the longest time and just she she saw this movie and came out and we're halfway home and she says you're gonna hate me i said why 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 and i knew where she was going with this and she said i love bb8 now <laughs> now she doesn't like him as much as r2d2 but i that's interesting though because he doesn't have a whole lot to no, do no, in the movie <laughs> and um and so it's just a matter of you know i think she 
she just enjoyed him more than he yeah. than she ever did mm-hmm. before. I do love the um, moment though when they're uh, riding the horses on the Star Destroyer, which I just love that moment in general. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, BB-8 just riding yeah, alongside. Literally. Them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I I loved R two got uh got to be in a in an X wing again. Um, yeah, that was cool. Where he belongs. Yeah, and um, yeah, Poe's new X wing was really cool. Was uh, and like that. Very nice. Right. We didn't talk about Luke Skywalker at all. <laughs> Ooh, hey, what do you know? Um, he was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He looked a little weird. Yeah, his hair was really long. Yeah. a lot longer than it was when he died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably one of the most things that actually pulled me out of the movie was looking at him. Yeah. Uh, also, he was way bluer and like. He was really blue. Yeah. And again, to me, I was like on concentrated like force planets like Octo. There, like Yoda barely looks like a ghost. Yeah. Um. On on Octo, but yeah, you know, they because that's basically what they established with the Empire Strikes Back is because Obi Wan is barely visible on Hoth, and then he looks like a normal person. Um, on Dagobah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was really blue. <laughs> um, and just, <laughs> um, that was another moment where my, my, uh, uh, the guy on my right in the theater, as soon as Luke catches the lightsaber, he goes, he goes, oh, now they're throwing all the rules out the window. <laughs> and, and I said, um, did you not watch the what, last movie? <laughs> what, what, what rule is this? Um, it's magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, and I, 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 I did like you know his his moments. Um, as yeah, some people interpreted the his line of a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect as a dig at Ryan, but no, it's no, it's he learned the lesson. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the the arc he went on in the Last Jedi, and yeah, yeah it makes sense. Um, um, totally works. And. <sighs> I am curious when he and Leia learned that Rey was a Palpatine. Yeah, I and do want to know this too. Um, I'm guessing just through the Force? Sure? Yeah? I don't know. Um, Did he commune with Leia as yeah. a Force ghost? Um, You know, these are things we might get in future novels or comic books maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's fine if we don't. Uh, again, not all stories need to be told. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I, I think I'm... <laughs> Man, alright, yeah, so we have talked about this movie for over an hour. Um, yeah, we've both come down on the grounds of liking it. Yeah. Not necessarily loving it a whole lot. We love parts of it. Um, don't like some others, but we like it. It's fun. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's all Star Wars needs to be. Yeah. Is a good old fun time of the movies. And it absolutely was that. And especially if you're a kid, because Star Wars is a space movie about wizards, and it's made for children. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> um, and the kids love it, as yeah. far as I can tell. Um, 
I sat next to some kid, or behind, uh, in front of some kids, my first viewing, and it was adorable. They were all so happy yeah. and freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, then all these things. <laughs> it was delightful. Um, take your kids to see Star Wars. Uh, it's still out in theaters right now. Um, don't know how much longer. I've already pre-ordered my Blu-ray, so I don't, I don't oh, know. Nice. <laughs> I don't know um, how much longer it'll be in theaters, but... Yeah, that's our thoughts on it. Uh, we are going to, unless you have any other thoughts. No. Um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap up uh, and move on to our next segment, uh, which is uh, Truth and Legends. There's always a bit of truth in Legends. So this is the part of the show uh, where we talk about what we've been enjoying outside of the galaxy far, far away. That we feel has some sort of connection, though, to it. To where it, you know, it could be, you know, the same actor played in, you know, both a movie of Star Wars and this thing I just watched. Or could be something in the theme. Um, so, Nate, what have you been enjoying? Man, you know, I came into this not really prepared. <laughs> so, man, what what have I been enjoying that isn't in the world? Do you have something? Um, the only thing I can think of is the Switch games I've been playing, which is The Witcher and Pokemon Sword. Okay, tell me um, these Star Wars connections, too. I don't have connections. Um, I mean, uh, no, nothing. Nothing? Maybe we scrap this. No, 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 we're good. Um, so I have been getting back into Zelda breath of the wild oh very nice um which is a good old hero's journey quest um it's got some campbellian themes in there just like we see in star wars uh it's a world populated with really weird and interesting creatures um a hero with a magical destiny a magical sword like come on it's star wars just like mm-hmm. every other myth <laughs> right um yeah i'll say zelda how about you yeah, you know, my wife and I recently watched Good Omens, a uh, fantastic show. You should check it out it's on Amazon so good. Prime. Um, my wife is absolutely obsessed, and I love seeing her <laughs> show me all these things. But um, David Tennant is in it. Is He is one of the leading actors. And other than him being one of my absolute favorite actors, and maybe my favorite doctor i'm I, I go back and forth between him and eccleston um but he is also one of my favorite droids in star wars the clone wars um hugh yang hugh yang professor hugh yang um and just him helping padawans in the clone wars was one of my favorite things you know them making their lightsabers and literally the second he speaks in the clone wars i'm like oh Steve Tennant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? And so I'm always excited to see him in anything. Uh, and so that's why I was surprised that it took so long for me to watch Good Omens because of him. Um, but also just the sheer brevity and just... Brevity? What? Um, <laughs> just the... His talent is... I it, It's... Not unmatchable, definitely not. I mean, there are many actors are on the same caliber as him, but he's always memorable to me. Yeah. And any 
any moment he has, I just sticks with me. Most similar to Ian McDermott. Yeah. And he just the way he delivers lines is kind of the same way. It always just sticks and just I will forever stand David. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to see him in a live-action Star oh Wars God, project. Yes. Uh, also, just even all of the actors in that show, I just want in Star Wars. Right. Martin Sheen, yeah. John Hamm. Like, oh, I love John Hamm. <laughs> just have him be some sort of cocky smuggler of some sort, maybe even. Oh, I could even see him like as like a military guy, but like yeah. some like cocky, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sort of, you know. I mean, a, I mean, like, talk about republic, like some co- cocky republic officer, yeah, uh, <laughs> who thinks he has it all together. Yeah, I would um, love it. And and so that I guess that kind of leads into uh, a real brief thing of us um, looking ahead to Star Wars in the future and yeah. it going in the past, um, and us seeing what they're calling now the high republic oh yeah yeah we um, haven't really talked about this on the show because honestly hugh yang could show up there he's been helping yes Padawans for. i don't remember the exact length of time but definitely longer than what they said they're going back to yeah uh um, for those who don't know it is heavily implied it's not officially officially yeah. confirmed it's heavily implied that the next era of Star Wars storytelling is going to be called the High Republic series, and it's what 400, 400. years before uh, the Phantom Menace. Um, so we may see, you know, uh, younger Yoda. Uh, I feel it. like I feel like that's what they're going after. Yeah. Is that's why they chose this era? Is they want Yoda to kind of be the anchor there. That makes sense. Yeah, and and that yeah, that totally makes sense. But I would. I would like to see all new characters, right. and if you do use Yoda, um, I mean, I'll be okay with him being a lead, but right. I, I would not also mind him just serving a few, you know. I'd be curious if he'll end up being, I mean, lately they've been committed to puppet Yoda, yeah, but since true. it's before the Phantom Menace and the canon version of the Phantom Menace, you know, obviously he was first CGI in Attack of the Clones, but then they went and redid yeah. Phantom Menace, and now he's CGI there too. I'd be curious if it, it... It'll just be what what the story needs him to do. Yeah. Um, if the story requires him to be really active, then he'll be CGI, um, which will be fine, you know, yeah. what, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm really curious to see... I think it was Force Center brought it up, like, what the Star War is. Yeah. Like, if it's still Star Wars... Like, because, what conflict is there? Because right. the Sith are presumed dead. Right. Uh, the Confederacy hasn't separated. Right. We know in the Phantom Menace they say there hasn't been a full scale war since the formation of the Republic. Attack the clones is what they say. Or oh yeah, attack. Yeah. The- <laughs> I, I literally just saw that scene. Co Bibble says it. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I think and, of him from the Phantom Menace, not Attack and, the Clones. And um, and Palpatine mentions that the Republic was formed has stood for a thousand years yeah and so they're going into that like halfway right uh, and mark, so, I'm, so i'm really curious like so it'll be a much smaller war it will right. be a yeah. galaxy wide war um and so yeah really interesting stuff to do there and also yeah the jedi aren't soldiers yeah so because i mean that that's the whole story of the prequels of them falling and becoming soldiers they weren't supposed to do so what yeah what is their role what is the, 
Yeah. So many exciting possibilities. We've got Clone Wars coming up. Um, <sighs> so much stuff. Yeah, we've got Obi-Wan is, or, or Kenobi is coming up. Um, and Cassian, Cassian is in development. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2 is shooting right now. Um, uh, and we will be talking about that uh, again. Next week. Next yeah, week. Uh, we haven't gotten to go in on spoilers for The Mandalorian um, other than just Baby Yoda. Right. Uh, um, and and really, Pro- do we need to talk about anything right. other than Baby Yoda? And then Project Luminous, which is supposed to, uh, by rumor, uh, lead into this High Republic uh, story that yeah. we're going to get. I saw a reporter uh, confirm basically confirm that uh there, there is a video game as yep, part of, as it, of project luminous and i need more star wars video games yeah, same here we used to have so many um, um so um with that i we will uh end our show for this week uh if you would like any uh anything you would like to recommend us to talk about um, be sure to email us at blipbloppod at gmail.com. Blipbloppbloopod. Ah, yes, sorry. At gmail.com. Blipbloppbloopod at gmail.com. And, you know, just give us a, a little review there. Um, hit that, you know, five star on Apple Podcasts for us. Leave us a review there as well because your uh, feedback will... Uh, Help us get to some other listeners, and we can then produce more. Maybe. I don't know. Hopefully. I'm I'm rambling. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at BlipBlopPod, or you can email us, like Will said. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Hall of Fame. That's spelled H-A-W-L, like my last name. Uh, Will, where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at HeckaHawk. And with that... I have been Will Heckman. I've been Nate Holly. Blip bloppity bloop. Bye bye. So say good night, friends. <laughs> good night, but not goodbye. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here.